The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Somebody just worship the Lord right where you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for liberty. Hallelujah. All right. Praise the Lord. I wish we had a little more time, but... Help me greet your neighbor to your left, to your right. You can be seated. We're actually on a little time constraint this morning. If you've been seeing the messages we've been putting out in our chat rooms and on social media, we want to launch a music video today by 11 a.m. Somebody say 11 a.m which means we have exactly one hour. And we want to do something special. We just want to drive traffic to the YouTube page where we're going to be launching the video. So by 11 a.m., we want everybody in the auditorium to bring out your phones. We'll all go to the YouTube page and we will watch the video together on our phones. We won't be playing it on the screen at first. It's deliberate, please. We just want to drive traffic towards the launch of the video and then we'll allow the algorithm of YouTube to do the rest. Let me look at the neighbor and say, will you join us? Will you join us? Okay. And that's taking place in all our churches um, in Nigeria and in UK. Galatians chapter 5. Let's begin to wrap up <coughs> what we've been teaching on Jubilee. Somebody shout, it's my jubilee. Say the reign of the spirit and the reign of God coming upon my life afresh for this second half of the year. It announces jubilee for me all through this season in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I hear you shout again? It's my jubilee. Today, this week, this month, the rest of this year, it's jubilee for me. In the name of Jesus. And we've shared in this teaching series that unlike the Old Testament, when where they had to wait every 50 years to experience this jubilee, this liberty, this freedom. 
We are not like that in the New Testament. The script has changed. Christ is now our jubilee. Hallelujah. Christ is our jubilee. So it boils down to our relationship with Jesus. And if you are in Christ, if you are born again, that simply means you can access Jubilee every blessed day of your life. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait for 50 years. You don't have to wait for a teaching series in church. You don't have to wait for a Thanksgiving service. Of course, we will not be teaching Jubilee every Sunday forever. So there will be times and seasons where we want to emphasize it. But that doesn't mean that when your Jubilee came. Can I hear somebody shout, my Jubilee came when I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Again, Jubilee is freedom. It's liberty. And it's freedom from what has held humanity captive. If you put it in the context of what God is saying. Any kind of freedom. Starting with freedom from sin which is the root of what brings all manner of problems to mankind. When God created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they were living in freedom until they sinned against God and they fell from grace. And they became, in fact, I, I like the way um, Paul said it to the Colossians that Christ has translated us from the kingdom of darkness. They were now servants or subject to the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of the devil, all of mankind. But when Jubilee came, when our Jubilee came, he removed us from that bondage and he brought us into liberty, into freedom. And we have that freedom. Hallelujah. And we will always have it. Glory be to God. And what we all need to do is to enjoy it and experience it in ever-increasing measures. And that's what Apostle Paul is dealing with here when he wrote to the Galatians. We looked at part of this text in our teaching um, during the midweek service when we talk about freedom. We looked at one dimension. We're going to complete another dimension. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Very powerful and interesting text. You have freedom, freedom from sin, freedom from sickness, freedom from poverty, freedom from failure, freedom from shame, freedom from any oppression of the devil. But he's now telling them you need to stand fast in it. 
you need to be strong about it. Stand fast is old English. It simply means guard yourself. Take control of it. Take control of it. Take full possession of it. Hold on to it. Don't be slack about it. Because the simple truth is this. Even though you have liberty in Christ Jesus, Satan is doing all he can to get you to live a life of bondage. Somebody said that will not be my story in Jesus' name. And this is a battle we have to deal with. Stand fast. To be able to stand fast, you need to believe you have that liberty. And that's why we talked about be free last Wednesday in the midweek service. It's so important. And we looked at one dimension of it. Jesus thought about it. He said, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And he shared to his disciples how you can stand fast in liberty. He told them, we, we studied, I think it was John, was it John um, chapter 8? I won't go into all the text again. He said, abide in my word. This is how you stand fast. It's like a military term, but you are not going to do it like a soldier. You, you, you see the writings of Paul, he, he tells us to be soldiers for Christ. He's not asking you to go and join the army. This is a spiritual army. But he's telling you to look at a natural army and observe the kind of discipline they display and apply that in your spiritual life. So when Jesus taught his disciples, he said, if you are my disciples, this is how you are going to enjoy liberty. This is how you are going to walk in freedom. This is how you are going to be free indeed. If the son makes you free, you can be free or you shall be free indeed. Two dimensions of freedom. One is, as it were, a free gift or a spiritual context. The other one is the experiential one where you manifest the freedom. Nobody has any greater degree of freedom than any other person if both of you are in Christ. You have the same liberty, you have the same blessings, you have the same grace, you have the same favor, you have the same power. But the degrees to which we display the freedom varies from individual to individual. And all that boils down to how well you stand fast. If you are still here this morning, shout, I'm here. So Jesus taught his disciples how to stand fast. He said, abide in my word. That's how you do it. One dimension of doing it. We're going to look at another dimension. In fact, what Jesus taught his disciples, which was what we focused on last Wednesday in Romans chapter 8, is very different from what Apostle Paul taught here in Galatians chapter 5. We didn't get into that, so I want to look at this morning. Just said, abide in my word. And he said, if you abide in my word, one step, I told you, the, I told the three steps, you will know the truth. So you abide in the word. That means you just spend time reading the word, believing the word, comprehending the word, standing on the word till you know something. Something you didn't know before. 
Ah, I, I want financial liberty. We said if you are not financially free, you are not really free. If you are not free concerning your health, you are not really free. You are not free indeed. If the soul makes free, you be free indeed. I want spiritual liberty. Some people have all kinds of demonic spirits disturbing them. They can't sleep. They are anxious. And it's not anything physical around them. It's something internal. Weighing on their emotions. And it's operating spiritually. So they are not free indeed. And what you need to do is to abide in the word. Particularly the word that deals with that thing you need to deal with. Till you know something. Or we can say it this way, you discover something you did not know before. You will know the truth. And that truth, the third level, will now make you free. That's one way you stand fast. And in a sense, that's what Apostle Paul was dealing with concerning the Galatians. People had now come to teach them. These are born again people, New Testament people. But because they had Jewish heritage, other people had now come to them, even after you, have, you are born again, they, are not, they were now telling them, you also need to be circumcised for you to be truly free or truly saved. And they taught them that, and more importantly, the Galatians believed that because they did not know what Paul knew. They didn't have the revelation Paul had. The revelation that you don't need to be circumcised again. If you are in Christ, he wrote in that letter, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails or profits. That's not what makes you truly free. It is faith. Somebody shout faith. In Christ. Walking through love that makes you free. If you like, circumcise yourself ten times. That's not going to make you truly free. See, that's the truth he knew. They did not know that. They did not know that because they did not abide in the word. Like he, is he abode or abided? <laughs> Choose your pick. <laughs> you abide in the word. This is how you stand fast. Till you know. And I'm telling us, for us to see greater levels of freedom, greater, I, I, I was telling Pastor Inda this morning, I read something about the late Steve Jobs this week. And the article said that he changed his car, which happens to be one of the highest ends of Mercedes-Benz, every six months. He will change his car every six months. For this reason, according to the article, I don't know how true it is, he changes the sky every six months before he died so that he won't have to get a number plate. Now, I'm assuming in that place where he lives, I don't know whether it applies there in Nigeria, I know that if you buy a new car, you have a few months before the police insists you, put a, you register the car. I don't know how many months it is. I don't know whether it's six months here. But in California where he lived, I assume you could drive the car for six months after your date of purchase, before you register, you put a number plate on your car. So before the six months expires, it will take the car back to the dealership, according to the story, and get a newer one, because he didn't want number plate on his car. I mean, that's financial freedom. 
on the Steve Jobs level. <laughs> but to enjoy that kind of financial freedom, you better know how to build Apple phone. <laughs> you know how to build Apple. And to the degree that you can build Apple, you can enjoy that kind of financial freedom. Am I talking to somebody this morning? We can bring that into our spiritual context. Somebody shout freedom. freedom. Hallelujah. <clears throat> now, look at the other dimension I would like us to close with, uh, to close with this morning. Let's pick it up from verse 7. I love what Apostle Paul was dealing with these people. He said, you ran well. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. So he started by saying, stand fast in the liberty that kind of me, and don't be entangled with bondage. If you don't know the truth like you ought to know the truth, and if you don't walk in the truth, like you will not experience freedom. In fact, you may end up in bondage. And that was what was happening to the Galatian church. They were now in bondage of tradition. Interestingly, it was a good tradition. God gave Abraham that tradition. It was God that told Abraham to circumcise himself and to make sure all his descendants. But now a truth had come that they needed to know that they did not know. And the devil in his cunning way was now using that to keep them in bondage. Somebody said that will not be my portion. Told them you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? So something came that interrupted them. This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. This is not God's will for you. This circumcision thing, this being in bondage, that's not God's will. Now told them a little leaven leavens the whole lump. He said, I have confidence in you. Can you help me look at anybody this morning and prophesy? Tell him, oh, I have confidence in you. And that confidence is in the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. You are not having confidence in your neighbor because of your neighbor's face. It's because you know the Lord is in your neighbor. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? I have confidence in you in the Lord. In other words, because you are in the Lord. That you will have no other mind. But he who troubles you will bear his judgment. Whoever he is. In other words, was telling them that even if you have made mistakes before, where walking in your liberty is concerned, even if you have now found yourself in bondage, you are now stuck, you now have a problem, don't lose hope. Hallelujah. I have confidence in you because I have confidence in the Lord. God is going to help you. Hallelujah. And God is going to bring you out. Can somebody say, I receive the help of God? Hallelujah. Verse 16. Look at what I now told them here. I want to close with this. Verse 16. I say then, if you are going to stand fast in the liberty that Christ has made you free, if you are going to walk in the liberty that you have in Christ Jesus, I say then, walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
fulfilling the lusts of the flesh will bring you into bondage. Walking in the spirit will help you to stand fast in the liberty. Hallelujah. Let me tell a neighbor, walk in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Oh, I can't hear somebody this morning. Shout it the loudest you can. Walk in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So you see, this is slightly different from what Jesus was teaching his disciples. Jesus told his disciples, abide in my word till you know the truth. And the truth you know will make you free. That's how you experience freedom. Paul is now coming from another dimension. He's now saying, walk in the spirit. He breaks it down. He said, walk in the spirit. Second Corinthians, look at this verse. This is very powerful. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 I love this, and I want somebody to embrace this with all their heart this morning. He says, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. Somebody shout where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Can I hear you shout it louder? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In other words, if the spirit of the Lord has access, is permitted access into any life, the spirit will produce liberty. Hallelujah. He will bring about manifestations of liberty. Where the spirit is, now the spirit of God is everywhere. He's talking about where the spirit is allowed to operate. And that's what Paul was teaching them. He said, walk in the spirit. In other words, operate in the spirit, yield to the spirit, live by the spirit. I really love it the way it taught the Galatians. There are many ways the Bible teaches about the operations of the spirit. And there are many ways Paul taught it to all the churches. But the particular teaching, which is what I want us to look at this morning, that he gave the, the, um, the church here is so powerful and it's so simple. Where the spirit is, there will always be liberty. Hallelujah. So the only reason why there will be no expressions of freedom, of jubilee, of liberty, is where the spirit of God is not allowed to have expression. Let me bring it to where you live. The only life, the only person that will not see freedom or liberty is the person that does not allow the spirit of God to find expression. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. So he says, walk in the spirit. Galatians 5.16 once again. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In context, he's telling them how to stand fast in their liberty or walk in their liberty. The flesh lost against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So you do not do the things that you wish. Everybody, let's read verse 18 together, if you can. One, two, go. But if you are what? Hallelujah. So, number one dimension of walking in the spirit is allow the spirit of God to lead you. It's one of the prayers I pray practically every day. Holy Spirit, lead me today. 
lead us today, comfort us today, help us today, strengthen us today. Where the spirit is, there is liberty. And if you are led by the spirit, you will not be under the bondage of the law or the bondage of your flesh. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Verse 22. Let's quickly go because of time. Because I want to touch on something powerful here. Verse 22. So he went on and he told them, if you are under the flesh, please listen very carefully, and you can apply this to your life, you will see the works of the flesh. This is how a person can know that it's not the spirit that is leading. This is a very, very simple teaching. Like I said, the way he taught it is very simple. He gave us so many pointers. It's not the spirit that is strengthening you. Do you know it takes a lot of energy to be a sinner? A very active sinner. To lie. Serious lie. To steal. To cheat. To commit adultery. On a consistent basis. Takes a lot of strength. Takes power, actually. Takes power. Whether you're looking at it on a spiritual level or... You know, some people, I mean, I, I, you read stories that this person stole $20 billion. I'm like, where did they get that kind of liver from? I don't think I can steal $20 billion. I'm te- I don't think I'm that strong. Still, I won't be able to sleep. Uh, am I in the right place? You people look as if it's okay to steal $20 billion. <laughs> Let me know that I'm in the right company. How many people are like me that you steal? Let me two million naira gualara. I, I mean, it, it takes strength. It takes power. It takes the leading of the flesh, the strength of the flesh, which is the power of the devil, really, to do those things, particularly on a consistent basis. So it's easy to detect whether you're on a path that is walking to manifest jubilee and liberty or whether you're walking in a path that is going to bring bondage. He said the works of the flesh are these. Adultery, the number one on the list. And that's not there by accident. How do you permit my English? How do people service at least two women at a time? Some of us are even struggling to handle one. It's a full-time job. <laughs> the married men in this place, are you suspect or not? Because the way some of you are looking at like only two pastor T. Uh, only t- <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> it's a lot of strength. Fornication. So it's not just my people, it's talking to single people. Uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry. I mean, the, the energy people, I, I saw, I think it was a report I saw some time ago. A, a man said he had nine children 
and he sacrificed the last one to make blood money so that he can take care of the remaining. Something like that. I, I, I saw that. I'm like, man, that's a lot of strength. How do you sleep? How do you look at your remaining children after you do that? That's a lot of power. But it's the power of the flesh. If you really stop and think about it like he was teaching them there, what it takes to walk in the flesh and what it takes, it's not like um, it's only lazy people that can walk in the flesh. No. It takes a lot of energy to do these things. Sorcery. Hatred. To keep malice. Because of something somebody did for you in year 2000. Bro, this is 2023. Hallelujah. And you know, there are some very subtle ones. Selfish ambitions. But again, there are some very envy. You know, these ones, are, they are subtle. But look at the path one. Murders. Drunkenness. Reveries. And the like. See, it takes a strength. And I'm telling you, people of God, that energy, that strength, that power, that ability is coming from somewhere. The, 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 what it takes to do these things is coming from somewhere. And really, it's coming from the devil. Coming from the devil. So, when you are seeing these things operating on one level of form in your life. And the best time to begin to, you see, there are some very subtle ones like envy and all those things. Those are the times you want to start addressing it. Because the longer you keep yielding to it, before you know it, the person that stole $20 billion, he did not start with $20 billion. Perhaps he started by stealing his pot of, um, piece of meat in the pot at home. Perhaps. But look at what he now told us in verse 22. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit. And this is how you can, please watch this. This is very powerful. This is how, when, sometimes when they tell people walk in the Spirit, um, people try to over-spiritualize what it means. It's like what Jesus said when he told disciples, abide in my word. Pastor, how do I know if I'm abiding in the word enough? Well, like we said, this is how you know. You will begin to discover things you did not know before. Revelation will come. Hello? Insight will come. Something you did not know before will become revealed to you. You will know the truth. Whether it's that when pastor is preaching, you are listening to a message, you are reading the Bible yourself, you are studying the word yourself, you are meditating on the word. This is how you know that you have been spending enough time. You have been abiding as you ought. This is the culmination of it. The end result is you will know truth. Hello, somebody. And it's that truth that you know that's what will birth freedom. In fact, Apostle Paul taught that it, it's like a fruit. It's not, please catch it, it's not a transactional thing. So it's not that I'm just going to sit down, I'm going to read Psalm 23, and after I've read Psalm 23, verses 1 to 6, and I've read it, 
Then I can now go to the bank teller and recite Psalm 23 to them, and they will give me money. It doesn't work that way. It's not transactional. It is a sower sowing seed and allowing the seed to germinate and bring forth what? Fruit. Transactional things, I can go to the bank by 9 a.m., and if it's a bank that attends to its customers effectively, I can estimate that by 9.30, I will have withdrawn the cash. That's not how it works. There is no farmer that sows seed in the ground today that can tell you 9.30, August 20th. That's when the fruit will come out. He doesn't know. You don't know. It's not transactional. It's sower sowing seed. The only thing you know is that if I put this seed in the ground, hallelujah, and it stays in the ground and rain falls upon it, as sure as this heavens is above and the earth is below, one day soon there will be a fruit. That's all you are sure of. You can't tell me it will be 30th of August, 10.30 a.m. If I walk into GT Bank and I want to withdraw money, or I go to an ATM and I want to withdraw money, I can estimate the time. I expect five minutes. I'm out. In fact, if you go to ATM and you see queue one hour, many of you will go. But when you are abiding in the word or walking in the spirit, it's not transactional. It's a fruit. It's a fruit. Hallelujah. But it's a fruit that is assured. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? So it talks about the works of the flesh and the fruit of the... In other words, if I sow into the spirit, hallelujah, I will reap. The fruit, and this is what you know if you are walking in the spirit or if you are being led by the spirit... All the other things the Bible tells us, the Spirit does, comforted by the Spirit, strengthened by the Spirit, guided by the Spirit, interceding by the Spirit. Everything the Bible teaches us that the Spirit does. When it says walk in the Spirit, you now give the example of lead, it's everything it does. The nine operations of the Spirit that Jesus taught in John 16. Any of those things. If you keep sowing that, and living that way, this is what you will notice in your life. There will be fruits of love. You will love people. And this is not talking about perfection. But sir, you will not steal $20 billion. You won't. There will be one friction. We're going to come to that just before we close. In fact, he said it here. He said the flesh lost against the spirit. Let me quickly move. You will see love. You will see joy. There's a lot of reasons to be sad and depressed in this world that we are living in now. And if you are someone that's no joy expression, that doesn't mean that you will not hear a report that will dampen you, but if, if you are led by the Spirit, you will just find yourself laughing or rejoicing, doing fun from time to time, from the Spirit, fruit. And this is the teaching. When it's not there, sir, you're not standing fast in your liberty. 
and you are not programming yourself or sowing seed for yourself to see Jubilee. If you hear this morning, say, I hear. Hallelujah. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. Peace in the midst of a storm. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such, there is no law. In other words, if I operate like this, I cannot be under the bondage of the Old Testament. And that simply means I can have liberty. Praise God forevermore. Romans 8. I will close with this this morning. Can you tap two or three people around you? Just tell them, walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. It's your jubilee. Walk in the spirit. Come on, tap them. Tap them, walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Be led by the spirit. Tell them, be led. Be led by the spirit. Two, three people, don't just do one person. Tell them, be led. Be comforted. Be comforted by the Spirit. Be strengthened by the Spirit. Be helped by the Spirit. And you know all these things, you can receive them in the place of prayer. You can receive them on the platform of prayer. And do it, please catch this, this is so vital. Do it till expressions of love, express, expressions of joy, expressions of peace start showing up in your life in ever-increasing measures. Romans 8 verse 1, I need to close shortly. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh. This is our focus this morning, and this is so vital to our jubilee. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Hallelujah. From the law of sin and death. The, the law of the spirit. That word law there, please watch this. It means power. Or ability so the ability of the spirit has made me free this is what was teaching the Galatians Jesus taught the disciples he told them if the son makes you free you will be free indeed and told them abide in my word you will know truth and that truth will make you free Paul taught the church the power of the spirit. Jesus talking about the power of the word makes you free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Glory be to God. Verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh. In other words, those that the works that keep showing out of them, like the, the power that is behind them, it's bringing forth adultery, fornication, lying, stealing, killing. What is happening to them? They set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. 
I'm going somewhere. There's something powerful he taught here in Romans chapter 8. Watch it carefully. For to be carnally minded is death. You will see another word he used later. It's bondage. It's not freedom. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. Why? Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are of the flesh cannot please God. But, hallelujah, verse 9, you are not in the flesh. Somebody shout, I'm not in the flesh. I can't hear you shout loud, I'm not in the flesh. Please stay with me, just a few more verses. But in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of Christ dwells in you. Can you help me look at the neighbor and ask, does the spirit of God dwell in you? Look at this thing. We're going to see this in a moment. The difference between liberty and bondage is a matter of choice. For the believer, it's a matter of choice. It's a matter of choice. If you choose the path of the flesh, it's going to produce bondage and not liberty or jubilee. If you choose the path of the spirit and walk after that path, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know everything. You just need to start taking the steps. Glory be to God. It will produce liberty. Hallelujah. Verse 10, watch. If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive or is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal body. Somebody say, I received that this morning. We bring healing. We bring freedom in that dimension. Therefore, verse 12, brethren, you are not debtors. Oh, sorry. We are debtors, not to the flesh. Somebody say, it's a matter of choice. To live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will what? Come on, read it. It's in the Bible. You will die. But that's not your portion. But if by the Spirit, please watch, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will what? Verse 14. As many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. And this is it. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage. Again to fear. But you received what? A spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba Father. So this is why Satan tempts us with the flesh. There's only one thing he's after. He's not really after the money you steal. He's not really after... Um, ask, I, I want to give you pleasure when you commit adultery or when you come. No, that's not what it's after. Honestly, what it's after is your liberty. What Satan is after is your liberty. When Satan started pumping that lie into the Galatian church or the heresy into the Galatian church that they, they need to get circumcised again, they need to get circumcised, it wasn't because. It was after the foreskin that they were cutting off. He's not interested in that. What he was interested in was to keep them in bondage, even though they are now in Jubilee. But thank God, God has made a way of escape for us. Hallelujah. Walk in the Spirit. 
Just allow the Spirit of God to lead you. Even when you find yourself in trouble. Hallelujah. Even when you have sinned. Praise God. Even when it looks as if there's no escape, what do you do? Walk in the Spirit. How many of you know that you can pray like Jonah in the belly of a whale? He had made mistake after mistake after mistake. And one day he woke up and he found himself in the belly of a whale. I don't know how come he was still alive in the belly of the whale. But when you get to heaven, you ask God that one. I'm just staying with scriptures here. <laughs> and there was consciousness in the belly of a whale. And the Bible said he called out to God. Called out to God. And God brought him out of that hole. God is bringing somebody out of deep trouble this morning in Jesus' name. When you find yourself in trouble, let's say, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, it, it starts with simple prayers like that. Simple prayer Jonah prayed. And the liberty that you have in Christ, glory be to God. I see God reestablishing it for you in the name of Jesus. I prophesy over someone. Your, your story is as if it looks as if there is no way out. But God told me to tell you to, this morning, you are just a choice away from freedom. One choice, one choice. And what you need to do is to choose the spirit. Glory be to God. Choose the spirit. You are in the belly of a whale. Choose the spirit. Let me shout at the neighbor. Say, choose the spirit. I believe. Listen, I'm going to close with this. I believe of the two dimensions the Bible teaches us, this is the simplest one or the simpler one. And I believe God did it very, very. It's so easy to just say, Holy Spirit, help me. And I believe this one works quicker than abiding in the world. You need both of them. We've seen denominations, particularly in this country, that they focus so much on the Spirit. And they've seen the power of the Spirit. They've seen the liberty the Spirit brings. And they just threw away the word. And what happened? They got into excesses. This one is easy. It's easier. We need both. Oh, hello, somebody. But there's freedom for us in the spirit. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You have not received, Galatians 5.15 again, the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption by which you can cry, Abba, Father. Rise up on your feet this morning and say, Heavenly Father, I receive the freedom and the adoption that your spirit gives me. And this day, I declare, I experience liberty. Well, I want you to say it with confidence. Say, I experience freedom out of every trouble by the help of the spirit. Cry out again, say, Holy Spirit. Help me today. Holy Spirit, fill me today. Holy Spirit, lead me today. Holy Spirit, as I step into this new week, 
guide me into expressions of freedom and liberty and jubilee in the name of Jesus. Will you open your mouth and just pray in the Holy Ghost? Pray in the Holy Ghost where you are. Holy Spirit, help me, help me. There is freedom where the Spirit is. Oh, Yagadosa Katayada Breketosa Tayala Brekedosa. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, help me. Learn to engage with the Holy Spirit until you start bearing fruit of love. Fruit of love. You see somebody else that you want to help. You see somebody help that you want to give something to. You see somebody else that you want to pray for. You see somebody else that you want to teach. Learn to pray in the Spirit and be led by the Spirit until you experience peace. Till you can rest. No more anxiety. No more worry. No more anxiousness. Walk in the Spirit until you can rejoice. Rejoice. You can put a smile on your face. Oh, I know it's bad, but I'm telling you it's not that bad. There is freedom for you in the spirit if you will allow the spirit to lead you the end of that journey is liberty I encourage you to get on that road again this morning get on that path this morning somebody shut the door to the flesh all the flesh will bring is bondage it will it will rob you of your peace it will rob you of your joy it will rob you of your freedom it will rob you of your liberty that's not the will of god for you but the spirit will bring peace the spirit will bring joy the spirit will bring love the spirit it will bring gentleness it will bring faithfulness the spirit will bring liberty Oh, come on, somebody pray. Lead me, Holy Spirit. Guide me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Comfort me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. As I come to the end of July and as we cross over into August, somebody walk in the Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you. There is freedom, freedom from anything you need to be set free from by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Ghost. Hey, I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, somebody continue to pray. I am addressing the issue right from the roots right from the source and God will have me tell you the, the, the source of that trouble it's not local it's international it's international but I am addressing the issue right from the root right from the source I am turning things around for you right from the root as you walk in the spirit as you receive the help of the Spirit, as you receive the comfort of the Spirit, as you receive the guidance of the Spirit, right from the source. <laughs> right from the source. God said the root of the problem is not, is not a local thing. I believe it has to do with somebody's job or somebody's career. But I am addressing it right from the source. Right from the source. 
Walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit. Somebody shuts down the operations of the flesh by the help of the Holy Ghost. As we pray this morning, shut down, shut down the operation of the flesh. You have yielded to it long enough. Shut down, shut down that operation this morning by the help the Holy Ghost gives you. Shut down that adultery. Shut down that fornication. Shut down that stealing. Shut down that lying. Shut down that oppression of darkness by the help of the Holy Ghost. It will only bring bondage. Shut it down. And choose the path of the Holy Ghost. Choose the path of the Holy Ghost. Yes, choose the path. Choose the path. Choose the path of the Holy Ghost. You are just one choice away from freedom. One choice. One choice. Choose the Spirit. Listen to me very carefully. If you look at those nine fruits of the Spirit, you can identify the one that is seriously deficient in your life. And there are three particular ones I think every, all, of, many, all of us should pay attention to. The fruit of love. The fruit of joy. And the fruit of peace. Those three regulate so many things in the way we live our lives. Said with joy you draw water from the wells of salvation. In Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or circumcision but faith that works by love. He said you should cast all your cares upon Jesus and then he said the peace of God that pies all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Protect your heart and your mind. This week, I want to encourage you this week, walk in the spirit until your joy level leaps to another level. If joy has been your challenge. Hello somebody. Walk in the spirit until your peace. You are worried. You are worried. You are anxious. And there is reason to be anxious. We are not disputing that. But don't yield to the flesh where you now accommodate anxiety. No. Walk in the spirit. Till you experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. If I'm talking to you this morning, say, Pastor, I hear. More than your worry, what Satan is after is your bondage. But he has failed in the name of Jesus. Walk in the spirit till you rejoice. Laugh from time to time. Take yourself out for a party. Take a friend out for a party. Joy. There are many reasons not to rejoice. But walk in the spirit. Hallelujah till you operate in joy. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I want to rush and close, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tweak the program a bit. After we do the video launch, we'll come and take announcements. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. 
We are located at Kingsward Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsward.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.